Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Friday Eve. Tonight is Thursday. We love ourselves from Thursdays here on the Andrea K Show. We love every day when we get to come in here and spend an hour with you guys. I know how you have so many options just from radio and commentary. you got a lot of options and things that you can do with your time, especially in San Diego now that it stays light out to like 730. It's early 70s at the beach today. And I know there's lots of ways that you could be having fun or getting your information. And so I want to make sure that I on a frequent basis, remind you guys how very much appreciated you are and how much I love that I get to spend this time with you. And it's an honor to be with you. Whether you're listening and watching on Facebook Live, all the different 900 different apps that we have, or streaming at TheAnswerSanDiego.com, or listening in your car on the way home, it's an honor to have you with me. Especially those who feel like working their fingers on the phone and giving me a call and telling me what's on their mind, 888-344-1170. Especially, I want to know if y'all are scared tonight. Are y'all scared? Who's afraid? There used to be a movie my parents used to love called Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf?" And I was thinking about that today because I was like, who's afraid of creepy, sleepy Uncle Joe? Because that's the narrative today, trying to tell, ooh, y'all need to be afraid. So I'm curious how many of you guys out there are actually afraid that out of the 20 now candidates on the Democrat side running for president, is this the one that's got y'all scared? 888-344-1170. And the man who would take your call, the man who's here, got his finger poised over the button because we had a caller that, that went a little too a little, a little too angry the other night against Mitt Romney. So y'all keep it G. But the man who would take your call, if you do decide to call in and share what's on your mind, is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks on the Andrea K Show, everybody. Call 888-344-1170, everybody. That's right. We want to hear from you, everybody. Right here, everybody. I'll tell you who's not scared of creepy Uncle Joe. Yeah. Trump. No. Oh, he ain't scared of him a bit. (laughs) In part because I think that President Trump understands a few things. In fact, he proved, this outsider, President Trump proved, long before actually he came down the escalators, he in 2015, he proved that he's really got his finger on the pulse of what America's thinking, what their concerns are. How what they what policies would re- and messages would resonate with them, and that's why he immediately rose to the top of seventeen Republicans that were in the race, many of which had had in some ways far greater name recognition than President Trump did. Because yeah, President Trump had had the Survivor TV, sh- uh, not Survivor, but the Apprentice TV show. But there were so many millennials today, and Gen X, and Gen Y, and FYZ. I don't even know all the different alphabets who really didn't know who he was. Because he really rose to the top of uh, American lexicon, if you will, for lack of a better word. Actually, back in the 80s was really when his name became. But o- over the years, you know, we really, he hadn't really been that much in the mainstream. Uh, but he proved that he really understands. And one of the things that I think he knows, and, and what I was thinking about this morning when I heard that Joe officially ran, he called him Sleepy Joe. And there were actually reports, other people had said that he was really the Jeb, that his campaign was really the Jeb of 2016. And I think that that's exactly what it is. And I think that one of the reasons why President Trump tweeting out today about Sleepy Joe was so important, uh, right on the money, and once again, him understanding the political landscape, he can he can get inside the head of voters and crawl around, and he also, likewise, can get inside of the head of his political opponents, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, and crawl around. And I think he understands and sees Joe for what I do and the race for what I do. I don't believe that Joe thinks he's got a chance to win out of 20 candidates. 
I don't believe Joe really wants to win. I think it was pretty clear as he stuck a toe in and out. I mean, this dude is 80-something years old at this point. He doesn't have any more energy than Jeb had in 2016, and he doesn't have a whole lot more than Hillary had. In fact, he's being virtually held up. Hillary had to physically be held up, couldn't even get in a van without some help, couldn't navigate three or four steps without some help. Joe Biden can't really navigate much without a whole lot of help either. He's, he can't even navigate a, a stage without having putting his hands all over women. No, I don't think that uh, Joe believes that he can win. I believe that he's kind of a sacrificial lamb here. I think that it, this is a cynical, Machiavellian, manipulative attempt to try to convince the American people that the Democrat Party is not really the far-left party of insanity and Marxism that they are. They're trying desperately to change the conversation away from who the party really is, that they really are the party of communism. There's no other way to describe their policies and their agendas than flat-out communism, and that's what the AOC Green New Deal was all about, which was really what the Democrat Party's been about. It's In terms of telling us, They want a centralized system of power. They want to control and nationalize all industry, whether they take over the the pink slip of the business or whether they control it through regulation and taxation. This is the same party that is pro-Sharia. This is the party that that is defending anti-Semitism, defending pro-Sharia people, whether it's Ilhan Omar, whether it's Tlaib. I can never remember uh, Congresswoman Tlaib's first name. But the Democrats ran, have been running around on the Women's March and campaigning with Linda Sarsour. They are the party that is pro-communism, pro-Sharia, pro-Islamic terrorist. And don't tell me that they're not because Ilhan Omar lobbies on behalf of terrorism. Whether it's actual ISIS terrorists that have been arrested, or whether it's going out on the campaign trail for terrorist organization care. This is also the party that is anti-Israel. You've got Bernie Sanders calling Benjamin Netanyahu a racist. I've got Daniel Greenfield who's going to be on here later. Wait till you hear this story about the Democrat Party and what they're doing from a legislative standpoint. Nobody else is talking about this. What they're doing in order to fund terrorists in spite of basically taking money away from the victims of Islamic terrorists to give it to terrorists themselves. When do you hear that story? So that's also the party of the Democrats. They are the party of pro-infanticide, literally arguing on, the, on behalf of murdering children in the birth canal, D- denying medical care from children who survive abortions. That is wholesale slaughter of children. They are the party... That is about open borders. And it's and that's not about caring about poor people coming into this country. This is about wanting to change the landscape of America. Because so to say that they're pro-open border is to also say that they are anti-American culture. Because they want the open border so that they can destroy the American culture as it is today to usher in the pro-communist idea, uh, ideals. They are the party of forcing literally forcing transgenderism on children. They are pushing transgenderism in schools to try to convince little kids that they are transgender and then to start ushering in the transformation of them from the gender they were born with into something permanently different. And I don't say that they're, uh, they're about trying to identify and push children from changing one gender to the next because that's impossible. You never change what gender you were born with. You can hack something off, you can put something in, you can, you can change however much hair you have on the basis of hormones, you can never change what your gender is. This is, is child abuse. 
They are the party of child abuse. They're the party of child abuse, not just in the form of transgenderism. They're a party of child abuse in the form of the open borders, in the form of what they're doing with communism. Because they're heaping agony on children. Uh, They're the party of wanting terrorists and murderers to vote in our election. So the purpose of Joe Biden coming out and them saying that he's the front runner and, and declaring all over Drudge that he's already up by eight points, it's a lie. It's all meant to to deny what the party is all about. They know that he can't win. He's supposed to, and, and, and they're also, I got so, I got so excited I, I made a microphone jump across the room. They're also the party, here they are, supposed to be the party of four women, the Me Too movement, Time's Up. So they tried Joe Biden out to try to convince you that they're not these far left kooks. But who are they really? When you put Joe Biden out there saying that he's your top candidate at this point, when going back to 2012 and beyond, you've said that the Republican Party is the party that hates women. The Republican Party is, you look at what they did to Kavanaugh. They're pretending that they're the party uh, they, that re- if Republicans wanted women, going back to 2012, if Republicans wanted women to, to pay for their own abortions and pay for their own birth control, we hate women. This is the, the, so they decide that they're supposed to be the party of women. And then what do they do? They put the front runner in as an old man who's got a history of groping women and, young, uh, and underage girls. So it's a fail in terms of trying to rebrand the, the Democrat Party away from all the far left insanity that they're about to try to present that there's something mainstream while at the same time going against their own base, which is supposed to be women. I guess I've got a caller waiting. I'm not sure what he wants to talk about, but I love going to... Doug wants, Doug wants to talk about Chinese terrorists. Okay, well, I'm not really sure what that... Tariffs. Okay, I'm not sure what that's really got to do with creepy Uncle Joe, but okay. Hey, Doug, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I do two and a half million in New York City. My own entrepreneur for wholesale foods distributor. I service all your top forty A-list accounts: Mike Cardi's, Rosie O'Grady's, uh, Craig Woodison's. Yeah, you know what, Doug? I gotta. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling, Doug. Yeah, that's not really on topic. Um, I appreciate if y'all want to call in. I love taking calls, but please don't try to hijack the 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 show to try to sell your product or try to sell whatever whatever you got going on. Uh, this is the Democrat Party. You're not going to rebrand yourself away from your hypocrisy by putting Joe up. You're not going to convince the American people that you care about women, that you care about. You know, because today I'm actually hearing, I saw a Republican this morning on a TV show saying that President Trump has women leaving him. Are you kidding me? Why would women be leaving Donald Trump at this point when the economy, women have, have done better in this, as well in, in this economy as African Americans, as well as, as Hispanic and other voters? Why would they leave and now go to, to creepy Uncle Joe? Who is now the face, now now what they've done with putting uh, Uncle Joe out is they've proven that they're the party of hypocrisy on top of everything else I just said. They're anti-woman because they not just put him out there, but if they really were the party of women, why wouldn't they put a woman out there in the front runner? They got 20, how many women in the race? 
And they put him out there. They put this old guy out there, not a woman out there. So then he decides today, what was his first hire today? He hired Simone Sanders. I guess that was supposed to, to then go, oh, hey, okay, so our front runner really is, it really is pro-woman. So he, because he hires this, this African-American woman. Who was she? She's the woman who says that our party should not be run by old white dudes. She's also the same woman who was on CNN who said that, do, do you guys remember the young white boy in Chicago who was kidnapped and beaten up because he was white, because he was a Trump supporter, and she said that wasn't a hate crime? That's who Uncle Joe has hired to be as, like, his chief of his campaign. So there is nobody, including President Trump, especially President Trump, but nobody else who's scared of creepy Uncle Joe coming in. And I tell you what, Joe ain't scared of what's coming ahead because he knows he ain't got a chance to win. Somebody else posted today that they that don't these presidential candidates to get to keep all the money that they've raised and get to spend it later. Maybe that's another incentive for Joe to be in. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got to hear from Daniel Greenfield and the Democrats who are literally, as I said, the Democrats are the party of terrorists. Wait till you hear this story with Daniel Greenfield coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. The Midnight Madness Mega Used Car Tent Sale is back at SDCCU Stadium now through Sunday. Family-friendly atmosphere, kid zone, big screens, and great food. Ridiculously lowered prices on our new inventory of pre-owned SUVs and trucks, many priced below $15,000. Buy with complete confidence with a three-day exchange policy. Bring in your trade-ins, paid for or not. Bad credit, bankruptcy, first-time buyers are okay. We can finance anyone. Come see for yourself. Get to SDCCU Stadium now through Sunday, 9 a.m. to midnight. This is the weekend for you. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. 
That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. Hey, this is Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty. I'm pro-life because I believe that every life in the womb or outside the womb is sacred. Take a stand for the most vulnerable among us. Go to FocusOnTheFamily.com slash pro-life to sign the Declaration for Life. Show your support for the sanctity of life and the protection of the preborn. Go to FocusOnTheFamily.com slash pro-life to sign the Declaration for Life and join us on May 4th for Alive from New York. Whether you're a doctor, lawyer, or business owner, you need to hear this. Hi, I'm Ken Tyler, president of Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it can be to get a home loan. So we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call Sergio, my top agent, at 833-886-3863. 833-886-FUN. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. Call Sergio now at 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. So if you're self-employed, want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call now, 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. Retro Mortgage is licensed by the VRE 01943736 and NLS one and is an equal opportunity lender. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you got some actual comment you want to make about the topic of the day, don't be trying to come. This ain't HSN. This ain't the Home Shopping Network. Don't be calling in trying to sell something, okay? Because we, we, the only thing we're trying to sell here is truth. Okay, that's what we have to offer here on the Andrea K Show. So if you want to call in to discuss the topics of the day, fine, we would love to hear from you. Speaking of some truth, I was talking at the top of the show about the the truth of the Democrat Party. And I believe that they're pushing this Joe Biden uh, campaign and a false manipulative attempt to try to convince us that the party is not really the far left, pro-Sharia, pro-Islamist, anti-Semitic, open border, communist party that they really are. And if you want any evidence of the truth about the Democratic Party, listen up here, because Daniel Greenfield, the Shulman Journalism Fellow at the Freedom Center, has a story out today that when I read the, I read the headline to this, I, I almost couldn't even believe it. But then again, I know the truth of the Democrat Party, and he's here to explain the story behind six Democrat senators that are literally, in effect, taking money away from survivors, Jewish survivors of terrorist attacks, to give it to the terrorist. And he's here to explain the the shocking reality of this. Hi, Daniel. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you for having me on. It's really disgusting and disturbing because you have people who have gone through unimaginable suffering. They've been shot. They've been wounded. They have PTSD. Um, they fought a long legal battle to get here. And now you have Senator Dianne Feinstein and other Democrats trying to prevent them from suing the terrorists who did it. So let's explain what's going on here. In, in, in detail. So there was a, a young man, Shmuel Waldman, uh, who was shot and his leg basically blown up. Um, let's go through the story of what happened to him and that then there was this Anti-Terrorism Clarification Act. And, and I'd like people to really understand what's going on here. Of course. 
So the story begins in 2002 when Shmuel Waldman was shot. So were a number of other people. Shmuel Waldman is from New Jersey. We're talking about Americans who were shot, who were um, faced bomb attacks. Um, in 2004, a group of them sued the PLO, which is the same thing as the Palestinian Authority, even though the media would like you to think something else. Um, and Shmuel Waldman in particular had been shot by a so-called Palestinian Authority police officer, which, again, a terrorist group doesn't have police officers. It has terrorists. Mm -hmm. Um, they were, this lawsuit dragged on for around 10 years. In 2016, uh, they finally won their case, but at the same time, a court said that they didn't actually, the court doesn't actually have sufficient control to force the PLO to pay them the money. So there was an, yet another act of Congress, which was the Anti-Terrorism Clarification Act, which actually said that people like this have the ability to sue um, the Palestinian Authority because the money for the PLO, the Palestinian Authority, is coming from the United States taxpayers with a number one source of income for them. Right. So, so let me. So let's stop here. Okay. So um, there was a lawsuit. Six hundred fifty-five million dollars was awarded, but then supposedly they were like, "Well, no, we can't get that money because we don't have jurisdiction." So then Congress said, "Well, we legislated that yes, we do have jurisdiction. Of course, we ought to be able to take some of that money and give it to the victims because it's our money." Exactly, exactly. We've been paying, we've been giving our money to terrorists. Go on. And we're still continuing to do it, unfortunately. Now, in response to the Anti-Terrorism Clarification Act, the Palestinian Authority said that they wouldn't take any money from the United States that would make them liable to lawsuits from terror victims. And now you have Senator Dianne Feinstein, a number of other senators, Chris Coons, Merkley, uh, coming forward with this resolution saying that they want to help treat this supposed humanitarian crisis in the West Bank and Gaza and the Palestinian Authority, um, what they're actually doing, if you read the resolution, what it actually says is it's exempting certain kinds of funding for the Palestinian Authority from falling under the jurisdiction of terror victims. And as it were, this, this is not just money that's meant for children, for clean waters, they're trying to save for food. Uh, much of it is actually going to the same so-called police terrorists that has been before, again, under the guise of anti-terrorism, fighting drugs, but again, you're talking about for a terrorist group, which actually does sell drugs. Right. So what? So then in recap, so the terrorist victims couldn't get any money because the court said that there wasn't jurisdiction. So then Congress said, OK, well, they came up with the Anti-Terrorist Act that said, yes, we can recoup our money uh, once it's been used in terrorist acts. So then the, the PLO said, well, then we don't want your money. So then the Democrats said, well, oh, my gosh, we've got, you know, and then they and they're blaming Trump, by the way. Oh, my gosh, President Trump is withdrawing money that's going for clean water and going to take care of children. This is so horrible. We've got to remove this anti-terrorist act so that we can take care of these children when every bit of this the, in order to give money to terrorists who are just going to continue to use it to terrorize people. It, this doesn't have anything to do with children. Uh, what, what, why are, I'm going to put you on the spot here and say, why are these Democrats blatantly, under the guise, the false guise of wanting to care about children, why are they blatantly, want, blatantly wanting to give money to terrorists that are then going to use this money to blow up the bodies of Americans and Jews? The simple answer is because they support terrorists. And that's the question of why did they set up this entire system? Why did they put a terrorist group in charge of millions of people? The children that they claim to care about haven't benefited from it. The people haven't benefited from it. Uh, there have been special interests that have benefited from it, and it's led to a rise in terrorism. 
and then Feinstein is going around saying that uh, her resolution has support um, from certain humanitarian groups. Who are these humanitarian groups? Uh, they're groups like Islamic Relief, which has been accused of supporting Hamas. Uh, no doubt they have. I've read articles about it. Uh, different groups that, that are pro-BDS and anti-Israel. Uh, a, a huge amount of this money is supposed to go to international narcotics. It, you know, Why are we funding that? Um, but it's most importantly, it's going to their police who carry, according to your article, Kalashnikov rifles. So this is the same woman that doesn't think that American citizens have the right to own anything that they consider to be military style. But we're supposed to give our money to terrorists who are going to use the Kalashnikov rifles and other means of terrorism to blow up Americans and Jews. This is an outrage. And then, of course, they're doing all this under the guise of blaming Trump, as well as pretending that this is about children and children's lives. This is, and nobody's talking about this but you, Daniel. Nobody wants to talk about it. When the media is going to report on it, they're going to once again report uh, that the Trump administration is the one that's actually depriving children of clean water, and that's when you're going to hear about it. You're not going to hear the truth. They're not even going to bother reading the resolution, which makes no mention of clean water, which makes no mention of children, which does make mention of putting tens of millions of dollars into the hands of terrorists. What was your response when you saw Joe Biden? Uh, did you see his video today, which is, is, which is supposed to be about pro-Israel and, and uh, against Trump, who's supposedly the white supremacist? If he wants to see racists, if he wants to see anti-Semites, his party is chock full of them. Uh, it's, his party has actually been embedded in multiple anti-Semitism scandals over and over again. It's refused to take a stand against anti-Semitism. He's digging up the bones of Charlottesville instead of talking about what's going on right this year, right now. Well, of course, and conveniently so. Um, what do you think about my theory that he doesn't? He knows he can't win, and he's and he's uh, doesn't even care about winning. But they're just trying to rebrand the Democrat Party away from the truth that they are the party of anti-Semitism uh, and pro-Sharia. As they go around and campaign with Linda Sarsour and their open borders and their Marxism. Do you? I don't think that they want Biden to win. I think that they're just trying to to trying to distract people and deflect from the reality of their party. What do you think? I think they're trying to do both. They certainly would love to be able to take back the White House, but at this point they're so dysfunctional, so conflicted, that I'm not sure they can even manage that. They still want to move past Trump, but at the same time, their whole base of support comes from people who obsessively hate Trump. If they didn't have, tr- if they didn't have Trump to hate, uh, they wouldn't be getting a fraction of the money that they're getting. Well, I, I had somebody on last night. Uh, oh, I know it was Jen Kearns who ha- was on talking some poll numbers about impeachment. And I asked her because she, she's into a lot of polling and doing a lot of research. She's a well-known GOP strategist. And I asked her if, if she really thought that there was going to be a Jewish exit from the Democrat Party, if that was going to be real in 2020. And I think that they think that Charlottesville is going, way to, keep, is going to be a way to keep uh, the Jewish base in spite of their anti-Semitism. Uh, my last question for you is what do you think? Do you expect more Jews to leave the Democrat Party? It's an inevitable demographic process. It's not even just about what's going on right now. The bigger picture is that just as with Christians, the traditional part of the Jewish people is growing. The part that's leftist, they're the part that they're not having children, that are not actually keeping the faith or going to synagogue. Uh, the number I like to quote most often is from the last years of the Obama administration. They did a poll survey among Jews who went to synagogue at least once a week. Majority opposed Obama. Among those who didn't, a majority supported him. That's the future right there. All right. Well, Daniel Greenfield, thank you so much for being here. The Sultan of Kanish. And uh, let's see. Uh, this article is, is this at front page? Yes, frontpagemag.com. Thank you for being here and for your great work. 
Thank you so much for all you do. All right. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned because we got Gerard Lamero. He's back. Y'all know Gerard. Great news for America. He is almost always right on with his predictions. And so I had to have him on tonight to talk about his reaction to Biden. Is it is it Biden or Buttigieg? Uh, who, what, what's going to happen going into 2020? Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer Hi, this is Ed Martin, host of the Ed Martin Movement, heard weeknights at 9 p.m. If you're looking for intelligent and conservative answers, you can find them right here on The Answer San Diego. If you live in North County, you can hear those answers on FM 96.1 and still on AM 1170 when in San Diego. That means you get Hewitt, Gallagher, Prager, Gorka, Elder K, Horn, Walsh, and me, Eagle Ed Martin, on FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170 in San Diego. We are The Answer San Diego. The Answer San Diego has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pointless selfies from your smartphone. Let's take a selfie. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. The app is social, making you the first to know and respond. Download the free app today. The Answer San Diego, the best conservative coverage in San Diego. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, one of the great challenges that prospective pre-retirees have is the allocation of their funds. So after some study and some time, Wells Fargo started the very first of what has come to be known as the target date funds, where people could select a particular fund inside their 401k based on what has now become to known as their glide path. So if you are intending to retire in the next five years, you might buy a target fund 2020 or 2025. Call me for your retirement planning consultation. 800-727-PLAN is my office number here in Mission Valley. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you right here on these very same Salem Network Stations. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Christianity under attack? Question mark. Sri Lanka church bombings stroke far right anger in the West. 
That was the headline in the Washington Post the day after the world learned the Easter Sunday church bombers were radical Islamist terrorists. It seems the Post isn't sure if Christianity is under attack, but it is sure only the far right is upset about the massacre of Easter worshipers, as they term them. Historically, the left has used perceived persecution to accrue power, so they're reticent to have Christians benefit from actual persecution. Thus, they use the label Easter worshipers as if it's a spring festival of sorts. This is how identity politics works, and it is at work in the coverage of the slaughter of Christian innocents. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and leading Democrats all used Easter worshippers' language, generating much-deserved pushback. No atrocity is so great as to prevent the left's pursuit of power. I'm Dan Pry. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. That song from the 90s, one of my favorite throwback jams. That's a little song about creeping in a creep. Yeah. Who knows why I'm playing that? Why I had DJ Carrot 6 play that song? I bet my next guest knows. I don't know. Gerard Lemire, are you a big fan of 90s throwback jams? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a fan. Okay, well, <laughs> I had to play that song about creeping because Joe Biden is officially creeping today. My brother, yeah. Gerard Lemire. Yes, he is in the, uh, will he or won't he? That's what we've been hearing about for a while. Well, he decided to throw his hat in the ring. I don't believe it's sincere. I think that he is sleepy. Joe, I, I, low energy Joe. Uh, I don't think that, I think it was a manipulative way. I don't think he's got the energy or the desire, desire to do it. I think he, he's or, just. Or the money. Or the money. money. Right. He doesn't have the money. And I, I think that this is a cynical way for the Democrat Party uh, to try to rebrand themselves away from the truth. But I want to hear from you because you really know that you know everything because you do know the numbers and you know the history. What did you think today when you heard he was in? Well, uh, I, I was a little surprised uh, in the sense that uh, he didn't have the money. He's been struggling to get the money. If he really was sincere about running, I think he would have thrown his hat in the ring a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's been reluctant to. I think some people are pushing him in because they know that the Democratic Party is ahead, uh, headed into oblivion because the socialism – the communism, the Marxism, the anarchism that's taking over the party is going to drive that party out of business. And I think what, there's a few Democrats around with, with uh, half of a brain that, that think that they're headed for disaster. They want somebody that looks at them somewhat like the old Democrats who would win elections. Well, don't they have a woman to do that, though? Because that, you know, one of the things I talked about in my open tonight is all they've done by putting out this 80-year-old dude whose legacy is uh, the failures of eight years of Obama in which, he, you know, they had nothing but failures. And in the middle of that, as well as weaponizing the F- FBI and the, and the DOJ in a deep state coup attempt, was him going around and fondling women all, all over the place. Uh, if, they are the, if they are the party of women, don't, isn't there some mainstream woman that they could put forth? Well, you see, the Democrats are allowed to violate all the political correctness that they impose on Republicans. You know, for example, uh, how about the governor in uh, Virginia mm-hmm. and uh, supporting infanticide and, and uh, being into blackface and things like that? A Republican couldn't get away with that. 
So these people are two-faced. They, they're totally, totally uh, don't apply the same rules to, to one side as the other. And I guess they figured they could run anybody and it doesn't matter. I also think it was kind of funny uh, this week when Booker says he's going to pick a woman for <laughs> vice president. Why, why couldn't the woman run for president, you know? Right. I mean, Every time they open their mouths, they just show how hypocritical they, they are. Yeah, they show the Democrats Party. They just continue to show their hypocrisy. You know, and it's like it's like this Simone Sanders. One of the first things Biden does is he hires Simone Sanders. And I got to tell you, I, I debated her a few times up at CNN International in L.A. In the green room. I mean, I, that was actually some of the most fun I had. I, I won't go up there anymore anymore but some of the most fun i had was debating her um but you know she the truth of the matter is is i don't know if she is as as much of an a racist anti-white person as you know her statements have been um but she said that the democrat party a while back um uh, we don't need white men leading the Democrat Party. So, you know, he goes and hires this woman who, you know, it's not going to help him when the woman he hires has been bashing white people and saying Democrats don't need a white man to lead the party. I mean, it's like every step of the way they just, you know, show how hypocritical they are. I don't think this this is going to help the Democrats at all. But how do you see 2020 playing out? Because you know the numbers. I don't. Well, I think uh, Joe Biden, uh, the top three are the three B's at the moment. Okay, so you basically got uh, Bernie, Biden and Buttigieg. And uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is in some ways out in the lead in many of the different polls. But I, I'll tell you, I've looked at some of the polls. Like I looked at the, the pro-Biden poll. It's plus 8 percent over Trump. I don't agree with the way they did the poll. How'd they do I don't it? think it's accurate. Well, they did different things. Uh, For example, I'll give you one example. Okay, I won't go through their whole 44 pages or whatever it was. Uh, Well, for one thing, they picked registered voters. And we know that maybe a third of registered voters don't vote. Right. So what's the You know, I I always would rather see likely voters Mm -hmm. picked in a poll. And that's just one thing. The other thing is the underlying demographic model. Does it represent the fact that identity politics is fragmenting? As we speak, uh, for example, for years and years, they assumed that 95% of all blacks would vote Democrat. That's not happening. Trump has about 40% black support right now. You've got to have your model line up with the electorate or forget the results. But the, what, so I, don't think, I don't think Biden's ahead at all. I don't think he is either. It's funny you should talk about the identity politics because they've they've kind of overplayed their hand with that. Which group now are they going to, they've fractured themselves. They've not only, in their attempt to fracture this country, dividing us into groups, fostering hate among, between the different groups, and then and then dividing up those groups into more. They, they've, they've done so much to destroy their own party with that because now which of the groups are they going to try to try to represent with a candidate you know because you know they um for example they have gone now first they divided up minorities and women and then divided up the the and then the jewish votes and then divided up the minority votes with women now they've tossed women aside by then going this whole transgender route because everything about feminism and their whole feminist routine and all this their whole pro-woman stuff is being destroyed by the lbgt push and the transgender push so um they they're pandering to the in pandering to the identity group that are the ilhan omars and the Islamist wing, they're, they are hurting their Jewish base. So which, right. where do they go now? Who do, who do well, they try to represent? They're, 
you know, I predicted in 2015, and I wrote it, it's in writing, people can look it up, that we were going to see the end of the Democratic Party as we known it. Well, as I've talked about that each year, I've said I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. I now put a date on it. It's going to happen in 2021 as a result of the 2020 elections. Okay. The Democrats are going to pick a socialist, a communist, or a Marxist, or an anarchist for, for their candidate. I mean, it's obvious mm-hmm. that that's where the party is moving, and all the momentum is that direction. That's so one you're of the reasons, saying, by the way. So you're saying oh, that it, it's not going to be Biden? Oh, no. He doesn't have a chance. Okay, so it's going to be a socialist. The socialist is going to be destroyed by Trump in the campaign. Campaign, you know, Trump is going to go all out against socialism, and he's going to make it a basically a campaign on socialism or capitalism. Guess what's going to win? Capitalism, the economy we have, as opposed to the Venezuelan economy that AOC wants to have in the United States with her crazy ideas, and there are about seven or nine of the presidential candidates that endorse the AOC Green New Deal, which is ludicrous economically. Okay, so I think you're going to see a socialist run. I think the socialists in the House are going to be rejected. I think we're going to have a return to Republican rule in the House, but this time it's going to be completely different than before. We're going to have a conservative Republican Congress because we have gotten rid of about 49 uh, establishment Republicans, they're also known as rhinos, mm-hmm. are gone. The yeah. American people let them get out of office because they didn't know how else to get rid of them. When they elected them, they didn't do conservative things. So you just let them lose, mm-hmm. and they did. So we're going to have a solid conservative Republican House. We're going to have uh, President Trump winning with 367 electoral votes as of today. In the forecast model, it's going to be a landslide against the socialist. And then in the Senate, we've got several people who will not run. And instead, we're going to have more conservatives in the Senate. So it's going to be rock-solid conservative. Socialism will be rejected entirely. The Democratic Party, I predict, in 2021 will shut down its doors, just like the Whigs did back in the 1800s. Well, you heard it here from the man himself, Gerard Lamero. He is rarely wrong. I think the only risk that we run in uh, your predictions not being true would be runaway voter fraud and the republicans need to stop that from happening i like what the trump administration is trying to do with the census and we've got pushback against uh, all the different methods in which the democrats are trying to steal the elections one of which is through the electoral college and the other is with illegals voting um but well, the electoral college is safe because when that goes to the supreme court which it will if any state tries to follow that, that approach, uh, it's going to be turned down by the conservative Supreme Court. I, I guarantee you it's unconstitutional. Oh, yeah. The voter fraud is something that every listener to your show and around the country should be concerned with because they can steal votes. I think people should vote uh, uh, volunteer as election coordinators, election judges, whatever mm-hmm. is available, and keep your eye on your on your ballot box. If somebody isn't stuffing it, somebody doesn't come up with ballots. You know, back in Florida there, the last election, somebody at an airport in Fort Lauderdale opened the trunk of a rental car, and what was there? A whole bunch of ballots. Where did they come from? And and the found ballots are always to the benefits of the Democrats, which is exactly how, yeah, uh, what's his name? Smiley. Uh, Who's the dude with the glasses who used to be on Saturday Night Live? That's how he he won the election. Gerard Lamero, thank you so much for being here. Always an honor to have you, and I just appreciate you so much. Uh, Your website, tell everybody how they can see your stuff. 
It's greatnewsforamerica.com, greatnewsforamerica.com. I have five books on Amazon if they want to read some books. All right. Well, thank that you. That are for great me. books. I yes, think. they are great books. And you are wonderful. And you are great. Thank you for being thank here. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned. We got more of the Andrea K. Show coming up. And if you want to call in, that's great. 888-344-1170. But don't call in to be a huckster. We ain't interested in you huxting. Okay. <laughs> Come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. Hey, this is Rob Spirell, CEO of Bosley. Our solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. With one text, we'll show you, for free, how great your hair could look. Get your absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off by texting SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. Whether you're an aficionado or just picking up memorable gifts for the tobacco lover in your life, Liberty Tobacco has just what you're looking for. As San Diego's oldest independent tobacco store that's been serving San Diego since 1957, Liberty Tobacco has one of the largest selections of premium imported cigars with all the top brands, like my father, Arturo Fuente, Padron, and Liberty Tobacco is San Diego's only authorized dealer for the much-desired Davidoff cigar. There's more than just cigars at Liberty Tobacco, too. They feature a selection of its exquisite handcrafted pipes from top makers around the world and some of the most unique blends of custom pipe tobacco. Be sure to follow Liberty Tobacco on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with promotions, events, and happy hour deals. You can get cigars, pipes, and tobacco anywhere, but if you want the lowest prices and the most experienced staff, Liberty Tobacco is the only place in town you need to go. To find the location nearest you, visit libertytobacco.com. That's libertytobacco.com. Many solar companies send out inexperienced salesmen who aren't qualified to know what to look for when evaluating your home for adding a solar system. This includes evaluating your current electrical panel. 
Hello, I'm Jesse Keegan with Keegan Electric Solar. Your family deserves the best. As a certified electrical contractor, I'll personally look at your electrical panel and make sure it's solar ready. A lot of homes in San Diego require electrical panel upgrade because of the increase in our overall electrical demands and aging electrical panels. Keegan Electric Solar only installs solar ready electrical panels. Get the job done right. Whether you need trenching to move your electrical panel because of your gas line or just an overhead service from the power pole, let Keegan Electric Solar guide you through the electrical panel upgrade process. Call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376. Or visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, there is, I guess, a quarantine up in L.A. over measles outbreak. And I guess there's been a greater, I don't want to call it an epidemic, but there's been more measles or more a, a greater measles outbreak or more measles. I don't know exactly how the stat is framed, I think, since uh, in the last 18 years. Part of what they're saying is, is that it's due to non people not vaccinating their kids against the measles vaccine. But then for some reason, another stat that I read said that the majority of new cases are over 18. So I'm not really sure what the problem is or where it's coming from. But I did read a report that in New York which is it's New York and I think Southern California and a few other places in the country are having the greatest number of measles outbreaks. Parents are having measles parties intentionally. Yeah, you heard me right, DJ Carrot Sticks, intentionally infecting their kids with measles, like putting them... You say what? Yeah, what they're doing is they're like exposing their kids to lower levels of it so that they hopefully get it, which is kind of what a vaccination is. It injects you with a little bit of what the illness is so that you build up immunities to it so that you don't catch it if you get an exposure to it but kids are getting it at these measles parties i mean to me that that's insane uh i i i don't know i mean i have i i do believe that there has been issues that have been covered up by our food and drug administration and, and our centers for disease control i don't i do think that they're the combinations of vaccines for kids i've read a lot of reports and seen a lot of stuff that the combination we didn't have so many issues that we've had until we started doing these combo vaccines on kids but i think to go non-vaccination is kind of scary too so um I, in fact i think i'm going to continue to do more research on the vaccine vaccine issue there was a movie out called vaxed that i've yet to see and i want to hear about that but i think that to intentionally expose your kids to the measles we had there was a flight attendant i think from israel who died fell into a coma and i think died from the measles recently so anyway um I, however you know, the climate change people say the biggest threat that we face is climate change. DJ Carrot Sticks, would you be willing in California to uh, opt in to pay a surcharge at a restaurant for climate change? I don't want to pay extra for anything. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's kind of where you can't even go to, you can't get a combo at fast food anymore for under 10 bucks. And you want me to opt in to pay you more money to fight climate change? Come on, man. That's like stupid. So I guess the guy behind it, some, uh, of course, some chef owner of a restaurant from guess what town in California? 
San Francisco. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. He has been working with some organization, the California Air Resources Board, and the state's Food and Agricultural Department and the Perennial Farming Initiative, uh, whatever that is. Uh, they think that uh, restaurants, if every single restaurant had an opt-in to fight climate change, for which would be 1% of your check, it would raise, according to this guy, $1 billion annually. Um, but it doesn't really say exactly where it would go, and because the left never can explain it. We're now over $4 a gallon on gas in California, which is supposedly supposed to go to fight climate change and global warming and to pay for our roads, and the money's gone nowhere. Our roads aren't any better than they were. Where'd that, where'd all that go? Like the gas tax that Republicans- I guarantee you a lot of that money goes to studies. No, it's going to line the pockets of people, just like the, the train to nowhere. The money never goes to help the people it's supposed to help. It never goes to fight the issues it's supposed to. And when it comes to climate change and global warming, it's a hoax. It's nonsense. And it's crap. As for now, this is an opt-in in California. and and But it's, you know, like everything else with the liberals. It always starts with one little thing and then it ends up be- becoming mandatory. You remember you were on, on the note of San Francisco. Remember the other day we were talking about Nick Bosa? Joey oh, Bosa's yeah. brother? Yeah. And how he he had to take down his tweets about he put uh, greatest of all time a picture of Ronald Reagan and Trump. Yeah. Well, guess what city just drafted him? San Francisco. Yes, yeah, San no. Francisco. Take that, Forty Nine er fans. Yeah, because you got and, a Trump lover. And yeah, in fact, in he, had, he had said that one of the reasons why he took down some anti Kaepernick tweets was because he you know he had hoped he could end up in san francisco and you know what that says a lot about him because he's like hey i'll go play anywhere i don't care what your policies are or what your politics are he just wants to go and play ball so hat tip to them for taking him um here's a story that kind of broke today which this is on the other end of the of the united states but the equally insane far left kooks up in boston area a judge was charged a judge and a court officer Judge Shelley Joseph and a court officer named Wesley McGregor were hit with obstruction of justice charges for aiding and abetting an illegal. Dude had been, the illegal had been deported twice. Dude's attorney comes up to the judge in a sidebar and is like, you know what? I think this ICE detainer, I think they've got the wrong dude. Can you help us out? And the judge and the officer hustle him out the back door. So, you know what? I'm glad that these two were charged with obstruction of justice, but then shouldn't every official that's aiding and abetting, fighting against the the uh, prosecutors who charged him said, you cannot be in the position of picking and choosing which federal laws that you're going to adhere to. Well, you know what? This tells me, I'm agreeing with that prosecutor back there, but Jeff Sessions, when he came to town and he said that that Oakland mayor who gave a heads up to the illegals who were facing being arrested, he... Jeff Sessions should have done what this prosecutor did with this judge. He should have issued arrest warrants for any local officials because this has been going on here in California as well. Not just with the Oakland mayor who gave the illegals a heads up and allowed him to, to skirt arrest, but any official who's participating in the obstruction of justice, refusing to hand over like the murderer of Kate Steinle, they should all face prosecution. And it is time that our Department of Justice do just this. So I'm hoping that this is not just a Boston story, but we're now going to have prosecutors all around the country starting to prosecute any official, whether it's a judge, whether it's an officer of the court like this Wesley person, or whether it's a mayor in Oakland, or whether it's anybody else. We also had up in Napa. We know that a police officer, she was shot 
by a dude who'd been deported I don't know how many times and had been arrested for everything from kidnapping and other charges and wasn't handed over to authorities. People need to start paying the price, these officials, because American lives are at stake and Americans are losing their lives. We're going to be right back here on our Friday show, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Love you all. Have a great night.